Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, we are discussing the 2010 film <laughs> Tron Legacy. Yeah. This film is a sequel to the original Tron, which came out in 84. Why is it? It's not. What? Oh, there it is. 1982. 82. Oh, even. So it's older than me, but Isn't probably not e. older than Zach. Such a bad year. It's older than me. <laughs> I'm 84, baby. This was, I think it was kind of a surprise when this came out. Like, Tron definitely had some cult following, but this was kind of Disney following up their success of. Disney made lots of money making a movie based off Pirates of the Caribbean and thought they could do whatever they wanted, basically. To, but to that point, I think the Tron movie, the ser- whatever you want to call it, franchise, was an interesting pick to try to make. There is a world there, that uh, an endlessly open world to try to create some franchise out of. I could see the appeal, because there's a lot there. If you can make it a big effects movie and try to make it homage to... The like the how big and groundbreaking the effects were in the it's original. It's painful to hear you describe it that way. Looking at it now, it was crazy. I watched the yeah. making of documentary on it, and it was like crazy the amount. Of, and actually, so much of that movie was actually just animated. They're describing how they shot, how they made the digital scenes, and they would basically just write out numbers that would be like all the access points for all the models, and then they would send it to somewhere else, and they would just. The first time they would see it would be like projected on a 70 millimeter print. And they're like, okay, that was what it looks like. And then they would have to make adjustments from there. What What's pretty cool about it too is like how accurate it is for like how computers work too. Like I, one of my coworkers who taught a computer science class, like he showed this movie because it does a great job of like, yeah, they're, the programs are like people in the movie, but mm-hmm. they work and act like act the same way they would in like in an actual computer and do the same jobs they actually now, would. If only they had figured out the cool. importance of cast shadows. It's like they were never actually walking on anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that the point Ben's making is why this movie got a sequel. It's like, oh, the endless possibilities of like the people being the world and like what they like the original just is full of ideas. And I think this one is a lot of ideas going for it too. To me it's like why didn't it get a sequel like way earlier? Right? Like, I feel like. I don't think it was very successful. And they haven't figured out Uh, that breathtakingly amazing de aging technology. (laughs) Hey, for the record, I think Clue looks good. He belongs in a video game. Uh, Yeah, a really bad video game. (laughs) No, he looks pretty good. Okay, it's not PS2 bad. He looks looks pretty good most of the time. The problem is. Is they blow the first one, <laughs> yeah, and it just ruins your expectations the rest of the movie. I feel like because you're just... always half seeing that version. That I think whenever it's like a clue body double, when it's not Jeff Bridges hiding in a giant <laughs> black robe, so his body doesn't look, so you don't see his body shape. Uh, I think it works when all it is. I just think the it worked best when he was part. wearing the black but... helmet. You couldn't see his face. <laughs> yeah that was probably the most convincing but the movie i have always been a fan and a defender of it but i've never been someone who has thought it was some masterpiece or anything 
I think the first, I, I stopped it basically to when they get back. And I enjoy the scenes that immediately follow this. But basically until they get to back to real Flynn out in the wastelands, that first 49 minutes, like I felt like if that was the first episode so the first of, half of the movie. Tron, <laughs> it's, it's about half the movie. Yeah. But I think that first half of the movie is really great. Like it's because fast, I'm in there's it. action. It's just, it's <laughs> Lauren's in the background chanting uh, Rinsler. I, I don't know. That stuff works. It looks great. The action choreography is awesome. I think it does a pretty good job of introducing you to the world without getting too bogged down in... Um, I do not agree with that. Having to explain things. But, but the, the big first expedition exposition scene, though, isn't until you're with Jeff Bridges in the movie. It, no, it is until... It is when you're with Jeff Bridges. In, like, the opening of the movie, he's like, here's what happened in the first movie. I'm like, cool, we're starting no, off he, this he way. Ta- that's like then, 30 seconds of the yeah, talking. Yeah, and then it's like the... the I don't even remember his name. The The guy with the characteristics of cardboard, he's just like running around and meets older characters from the first one. They're like, here's some more exposition about what's going on. Then there's a weird Killian Murphy cameo. It's <laughs> like, nice. And for 40 minutes, I'm just like, I want to stop watching well, I mean, movie. I think that shot of what's-his-face on top of the building was a little too Batman, so I think he might have just accidentally wandered onto the wrong set that day. And that's why we got Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. I don't see how you could be bored in the first 40 minutes of this movie. Because it's just super cliche. It's like, my dad's been, my dad's gone, so I'm going to ride my motorcycle to the company <laughs> I own and sabotage it and then jump off the building looking super cool and then not plan for a street, po- like a lamppost in the road. It's just like, I, I did not, like, I don't mean to be shitting on, what is it, Garrett Hudlin or whatever, like, because it wasn't his fault. Like, but that we character could have had Casey is not, it wouldn't have mattered. The writing is so, just not great for him. It's like, he's the most, what is it, milk toast? <laughs> like, just kind of bland character. I, I, ugh. I mean, I don't know if any of the characters are that exciting. Uh, I would say Zeus was for the whole four and a half minutes of screen time he had. <laughs> he was great. It was something. <laughs> That's, and that was one of my biggest problems with the movie, too, is, like, its pacing is, like, it just, it if it focused on the interesting things as much as it did the exposition, I'd be so much happier. It's like, half this movie is exposition, and then we get these very short little cuts of cool things. And it, I don't know. It needed, it needed one more action scene in the back half. Or a prolonged action sequence, like the fight in the, instead of like, why did they cut away? Like it's, it's cool shot. Like when he comes in to steal back Flynn's disc, but like, why did we not get to see the fight in the other room? You know, if you buff that out a little bit, I think that fills out, though the movie's basically a sprint, kind of an action sprint from that point on anyways, to the end of the movie, you have the light chase, the, the, um, I don't know. The, the, I was recommending you watch both movies back to back because I think the the sequels pay, they they I don't disagree with you that the pacing is not its strong suit, but I think it's not unintentional either. Like they want to stop and talk and get you to think about some of these ideas that they're 
trying to get across. And could they have done it better? Sure. Could have they find ways to make it a little more interesting? Probably. But I don't think I don't think it was a failure of filmmaking. It just isn't what most people wanted, if that makes any sense. I think they're making what they wanted to make and are trying to find um, a, some common ground between a heady, thought-provoking, introspective look at AI and then also be an action movie that looks really cool. I, I I agree that that's that was the intention. I just I don't think it is successful with either. Really, I think all the action is is good. I wish there was more of it, but it's a beautiful movie to watch and beautifully animated and choreographed. I, like you never feel disoriented in what's happening. I didn't at least. John, you're being quiet over there. Yeah, I think I agree more with Zach on this one. I I don't know. I mean, this movie obviously riffs off of the original but then also the influence of what i imagine blade runner and the matrix tonistically i mean and i didn't mind that and i i think i agree with zach the way they built the mythos which like actually has some very deep parallels with uh judeo christian legend or history or whatever you want to however you want to view it yeah i just thought it was really interesting now i it's a shame because they couldn't really go super they couldn't they dig, couldn't into, dig it. into it and i think everything it was it was interesting that you chose this for like this time right now zach because i felt like everything they couldn't dig into that i felt myself wanting more of westworld is has kind of been exploring over the last two seasons but yeah i didn't mind it and i think i don't know i just i mean jeff bridges is awesome in everything he does olivia wilde garrett Hedlund, they were great michael sheen was awesome i loved michael sheen in this <laughs> it was fun to just watch him kind of let loose in that type of character because I always forget that he does stuff like this. Like I, I forget he was in Underworld. Uh, Underworld, Twilight, yeah. baby. No, man, Twilight. He is incredible. He's just as unhinged in the Twilight movies as this. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, it's not. And even the stuff you guys are saying about like pacing, like I didn't really find myself ever not bored. Especially like Zach was saying how it kind of like. Um, dives right into the action kind of very super close to the beginning because it makes you it puts you in the uh, shoes of um, Garrett Hedlund's character Baby Flynn like being completely confused (laughs) about what's going on and just trying to figure it out and I also loved I loved kind of and maybe this was intentional or maybe not but the color palette of the entire movie like it started out like at nighttime in the real world when it was like super grimy and very kind of uh not not uh, not super optimistic and then Flynn Jr. Sam Sam there we go he enters he enters the grid and it's super futuristic but at the same time it's all dark overtones and it's all like, like there's no like natural light whatsoever. And I loved that scene at the very end where him and Olivia Wilde's character are just riding the motorcycle and they're riding it during the, during the sunrise. And they're like, could he not like, he could create so much. Could he not just create like a day night cycle inside that thing? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's not part of a perfect (laughs) world. I, I loved thematically sort of what that moment represented as well. And I thought that was, I thought, yeah, I don't know. I like this movie. It's not great. It's not like an amazing movie, but I think it's super entertaining and it's super fun to watch too with 
the soundtrack and the the landscapes and the scenery like the thing i was thinking of was like this is the type of movie where like i know i hear sometimes actors and actresses will be like oh i never actually watched the movie after it's done this must be one where you have to because it's like you don't know what it's gonna look like <laughs> unless you do yeah, it <laughs> like all the effects you're doing are like in like a green room just like with nothing behind you it's like i don't know based on what i read about this like suits it might have been too traumatic to revisit this because they were talking about how like i think it was they had to use like just hundreds of double a batteries to light the things and they would only last for like 12 <laughs> minutes and they were causing like electrical Aww. shocks and burns to a lot of the actors <laughs> it's, like, it's like they definitely went that through sucks. it to get those awesome looking suits i will say yeah olivia munn is is wild what would i say munn god damn it olivia <laughs> wilde is great in it the like john said the soundtrack is so good it's so much better than the rest of this movie and i loved the daft punk the daft punk cameo and I actually had to Google if it was actually them because, you know, you know, I can't actually tell if it's them or just some other dudes wearing their well, I mean, it could still be other people in those. We never <laughs> well, know. <laughs> well, I Googled it and it said it's them. So I'm like, I'm trusting them Yeah, but them I'm saying that. they could be working a club somewhere. <laughs> and it, who is it them? Who knows? <laughs> but I don't know. I think you're alone not liking this movie, Ben. I still enjoy it. The first one, I did rewatch it again last night. It was a mistake to do because that one bores me. <laughs> it just looks, it hurts my eyes just watching it. It's like, so this one was just such a breath of fresh air in comparison. And it's like, it's a very simple story. It's very predictable. Like, I don't think I've watched this since like a decade ago. So I couldn't, with my memory, I couldn't remember exactly what happened. But just watching it, you can guess everything that's going to happen, regardless of whether or not you actually have hints of memory of what did. It's like, you know, the whole time it's going to be Tron in that one suit, even though like, like his turn at the end doesn't work at all because they didn't actually do anything to earn it. But it's like, still, I had a fun time watching it. I love Olivia Wilde in this. I wish we had gotten more of her character, actually. Yeah. I don't understand the ISOs at all. It's how are they supposed to save humanity? Yeah, I mean, that all definitely seems like dressing. Like, Killian Murphy, the ISO plotline, like, they definitely were hoping for a sequel here. I mean, yeah. what was the movie we watched? Oh, The Predators. This feels like right along with Predators. I guess there must have been something in the water in 2010. Everybody thought they could just put out a new old sequel franchise made. and yep. totally have Are a sequel. About? That's like made, every year you know? that's happening. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like that's just interesting that we've done two just like such brazen, brazen setups for sequels. You know, yeah. like no, my biggest, my biggest complaint one where I actually like threw my hands up and like, I just, I'm trying to suspend disbelief watching this movie but when Jeff Bridges recognizes Tron when he's wearing a fucking helmet, like I, he knows his fighting makes... style. It's very distinct. Mm-hmm. What? It, it, no, I don't buy that for a he's second. So... No, I buy. I don't it. buy that for a second. <laughs> I totally buy it. Tron's got that style. I mean, I don't understand how he didn't from day one, like how he ever trusted Clue after the first movie. It's like the whole movie's like you can't trust computer like artificial intelligence and all that stuff or VI or whatever. Well, it's him. It's him though. It's he. But still, it's the same thing. You can't trust it. Just like you can't trust M- Michael Sheen's character for some reason he thought he could do that. 
but whatever. Just that stop trusting computers. That wasn't, that wasn't Jeff Bridges. Trusting Fine. Her. Don't trust Olivia Wilde, even though she's the one person you can't trust in this movie. <laughs> but it's it's the same thing where it's like, if they don't do that, they don't get another movie. It's like, people should stop making dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park movies, but they're not going to stop making dinosaurs, so we're going to keep it. So we can keep having Jurassic Park movies. It's just movie logic, unfortunately. Well, but this is an example that makes way more sense. Like, we're still doing this stuff in the real world. We're not making dinosaurs in the real world. <laughs> At least not yet. <laughs> I, did, I did also like, I think she probably could have been a little bit more intentional and forceful with it. But I loved the naivety and innocence of... Olivia Wilde and how she talks about how the author she like, liked <laughs> her favorite authors is Jules Verne and have you like, met do him? you know him and it was like yeah I know him and she's like what's he like and it's like <laughs> that, <laughs> I don't that think that's what good, he meant yeah but that was a good little bit too yeah I feel like the first I had this thought while watching it like I, I, they should have if today they could have totally turned this into like a mini series on Disney plus and that first forty, that first fifty minutes of the movie, is a great pilot for the show. And then, instead of having Flynn, you know, rush through trying to give us some depth and backstory, and Clue having to turn from good to bad, and literally just w- from literally one shot to the next, like you could have blown all that stuff out, had more interesting discussions and seen more of the world you could have like chunks of the show that take place in flashbacks that show Mm -hmm. clues kind of descent because i I think that's the biggest thing that hurts the movie is it just gets stuck in the back half trying to figure out how much to talk about you know i think the scene that works the best in the back half is like the father-son catch-up scene when they're on the solar sailor which that was that was a pretty cool like little design okay speaking of the last part of the movie in the final plan though like so all those programs were somehow going to like just like olivia wilde come into the real world as people is that what the plan was yeah i think they're gonna bring in the ship and everything was gonna bring the they're, he's gonna bring a whole army into the real world which is what the sequel probably obviously will be with the help of killian murphy's gonna find some way to help out yeah you know like that's what they were totally going for I love how he has the whole world that you were just in for two hours hanging around his neck, too. On one little memory card, that's all it takes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's technology for (laughs) you. I don't know. I mean, I love the potential of it. This this falls right in my wheelhouse of just loving big, kind of messy sci-fi movies that... Yeah, they they might be a little... Like, I'm not disagreeing with Ben that it's a stereotypical you know daddy issues Mm -hmm. you know has to find campbell-esque call to hero's call kind of thing but there's a reason they've made a billion of those and they're it's i don't know it's it's fun and enjoyable to watch yes i'm gonna praise movies that go above and beyond it but that doesn't mean just because it's operating in that I think it, 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 it was probably making the sacrifice of trying to keep the main character's arc and story as simple as possible so that they could try to throw some of these higher-minded ideas on top of it, but then they didn't fully commit to that either. You know, it's all kind of window dressing. They didn't go deep enough on anything, you know? Did anyone watch the animated series? I did. No, I, I enjoyed it. It's it's definitely worth watching on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yes, I just I want this mini series you're talking about for Disney Plus because I just need a whole episode talking about how they couldn't find Flynn in a giant lit up house on top of a cliff. 
<laughs> with the in his flying thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he wasn't hiding. <laughs> and it's like I I'd like to enjoy I, I wanted to enjoy this movie and I just I feel bad because it's like it it doesn't like Baby Flynn's story isn't <laughs> Baby like you said, Zach. It's just not it's not terrible. It's just so I'm okay with that. Like you said, the hero's journey, call to action, all that. But when it's so like bare, I mean, it minimum, is very generic. Yeah, and it's like it, it doesn't. I, he doesn't feel like a character. Like if they gave him more personality and made him stand out against, you know, the characters like uh, Olivia Wilde's, um, Cora, Cora, or even uh, uh, Jeff Bridges, you know, Daddy Flynn. I, I don't know. I just I feel like. When you have, like, when your your focal character is that lacking or just that kind of, eh, I don't know. I just I want more time with uh, James Frain's Jarvis. He looked like Gary Oldman from Fifth Element so much, and I loved it. <laughs> or, I love how he's just such a backstabbing bastard, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. every chance he gets, it's like, or anytime someone's, like, gonna fuck him up, I'm on your side. That was that was great. And it's like, and it just shows the kind of people that Clue has under it under his control i guess yeah i think you could say the biggest flaw story-wise was around sam being so obsessed just with his dad and like cora even gets pushed out of the way so that they can focus on that later on Mm -hmm. why why couldn't there be more turmoil in sam's life that he didn't have a mom or you know or his, his his parents or his grandparents were even dead when he said i think like he was 12 or 15 you know like he he yeah, spent- one died when he was 12, the other died a couple years yeah, ago. I mean, they like- might just not have shot scenes, because I know in the trivia it was talking about that there were more scenes with a mom that then I think just got cut out. So they probably didn't have more scenes of him being upset about not having a mom, because that wasn't the story they were originally going with. Again, it just feels very streamlined and trying to be as accessible to as many people as possible. And by as many me- people as possible, I mean men. <laughs> <laughs> not that this can't be enjoyed by women, but... They're, they just, the, it's again, say, it's hello. Cora. It's just that Cora, there's not an interesting female character in the. Cora is an interesting female character, but they barely give her anything to do, you know, like. But she's still more interesting than Sam Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> Who should have been the main character in this movie? <laughs> and also, like, they just, they didn't even mine any, like, anything between them. Not romantically. I'm glad they didn't go there romantically outside a couple of. Yeah, because they did in the first movie and it was weird. Yeah, outside a couple of acknowledging we're both attractive people looks like that was it. But I thought there'd be more like, where's the conversation where Sam's resentful that he got she got to be raised by his or his dad, you know, like and vice versa. Like, the, there seems to be a lot that, of that's a really good point. There, you know, like there was so much. And again, I think that's kind of like that's not a reason Something to appreciate else that could have been done in a series. Yeah. You know, like you're saying. Do you think like, Sam had a good excuse not to like focus on that? Yeah. And that was, and that reason was digital boobs. Oh <laughs> Whatever. He was raised by his adorable puppy. <laughs> Way better than daddy Flynn. It was, I, I'm trying, like, I don't remember him being as like super relaxed and chill in the first movie. He is. Jeff Bridges it, 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 he it's is? decades okay. of just sitting yeah. there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, wait, when did it, it's like, it's almost like he's the dude, just like. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was very world, childish just... in the first movie. People were just like, Jeff Bridges, do, like, you be you. Like, <laughs> it's the only thing we can, we can ask for and it'll, it'll work regardless. 
Whatever you say, man. In the original, <laughs> he definitely has that edge of Bridges, like okay, yeah, yeah. He it feels like a natural extension of the okay the character. Right. Yeah, I just, I just again, I, maybe I should have watched the original, rewatched the original. I mean, I haven't nah. seen it in, like two also. Years? I have to give, I have to give, I gotta push back on Lauren. I think it looks awesome. Like it the Blu-ray legit eyes. looks amazing. <laughs> Wait, what? And, looks- the, the original, like it, like I think I appreciate it more and more each time. Like the, there's, it looked pretty old the last time I it's, saw it's like, it. The like edge of every ago. person was like vibrating. It hurt so bad. <laughs> it definitely, it's obviously dated, but there's like, like I said, there's some really interesting shots and uh, choreography to the action and the CG. Yes, it's rumored, uh, uh It's it's basic, but it you can see that there's like interesting thought. And shot planning happening in there. Uh, I don't know. I appreciate it. Did I like that movie, movie more bits each time it? I see it. The first movie had that little bit that was there for a little bit. A little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Did this one have one? That's <laughs> what we need. A sidekick bit character. A little just floating around. around. <laughs> it could have been the stand-in for his puppy. I'm just going to talk about the puppy for the rest of this episode. <laughs> I love Boston Terriers. They're adorable that, and just he, hyper. <laughs> and they they also look extra weird when they have a wide anamorphic lens in a close-up. <laughs> he was like extra bulbousy. His eyes were like extra round. Oh man. I don't They're know. So good. I'm going to I'm going to always defend this movie. I'm going to pull it out every few years and watch it. I I mean I yeah, I, I still really enjoyed yeah, it. I I really do love the first I guess I think the first 45 minutes is great. I love all the game stuff. I think my biggest problem with this movie is kind of more in the back, not half, but the back section where we're like kind of making our way back to the real world because like they weren't guarding the disc at all, which is this huge thing they were trying to get. And then it got (laughs) so easily turned back over to the good guys. Mm -hmm. And then in like the last standoff, it was three to one. They could have easily overpowered Clue and everyone could have gone home. Just kick him off that. It's a tiny little bridge. He could well, have died I think, so easily. I think the thing was, they didn't get into it enough, but whatever Jeff Bridges had to do to like de-res him, like when he grabs him at the end, mm-hmm. I think I think they were trying to imply that was the only way to really get rid of Clue. Like, he, yeah. he, he wouldn't die just like... Because like, I think you can technically like get could you get killed in the games and be brought back in some capacity i don't know maybe he's backed up somewhere yeah i don't know it's like there's no way for him to get out they said the only way out is if someone comes in and if you like just destroy the computer no one knows it exists or anything you're fine (laughs) just let him be Uh, a dictator and hurt all those sad programs why are they making programs fight in the first place why do you need to get rid of programs yeah, program lives matter. Why Hashtag. do they look like people? Program <laughs> lives matter. But for real, other, why do they look like people? The other, the other uh, issue I had too was when they have like those sticks that just like insta delete people, but they hit core with it. And it's just like, oh no, you chop your arm off. Yeah, but like those like touch other people and they like yeah, explode. but it was like a body shot. And she's yeah, she created herself, Ben. Get with the program. She yeah, gets harder to program. kill. Program, <laughs> <laughs> good one. There is so much that you have to kind of just like no, let real, movie magic do its thing. thing and it just like, yeah, 
It did look pretty just cool. Just go with it. Just flow with what it. What did they call it when in the first movie and the second probably? But when the like the things got um, taken into the computer with like the the ray gun or whatever, you know what happens in the beginning of this movie too. What did they call that? Was it just like D D digit? No, I don't know what they called it. But the whole time I was trying to come up with a Honey I Shrunk the Kids comparison <laughs> joke, and I can't remember what it was called, and it's bothering me. But I was too lazy slash did not want to go back to the, something like that. Yeah, it's like Honey I. Digitized, digitized child things. or something. <laughs> I, like, I mean, why would you have that laser pointing at the computer? Well, Unless I guess that was your way. How would you not notice the laser pointing at the computer? Like, why would you say it was clear when you have no idea what it's actually talking about? <sighs> like, of all the things to go right for him to actually get in the computer, slash wrong for him to get in the computer. Well, that like, was, I mean, I bought that. That was Clue. Clue figured that out. Yeah, but he's never been outside the computer. How does he know what's set up? But he spent like 20 years trying to figure out how to get, uh, trying to figure out yeah. how to get out. I mean, I've spent 30 years thinking about space. I can't tell you the first thing about it. <laughs> get in a rocket ship. <laughs> Done. I don't know. Anybody get got a any? clue. There's another one for you, Ben. <laughs> Anybody got anything else on Tron Legacy? Ben, if they announce Tron Tron Regeneration on as, <laughs> Tron Rebooted as right? a six reboot, episode reboot uh, uh. six episode Tron, series, it's actually just reboot. I mean, we keep getting Charlie's Angels. You never know. We could get a new <laughs> Would Tron. Would you watch the Tron series? Would you give it a shot, Ben? Yeah. yeah, I think it's an interesting world, and I think I, I would like to explore it. Mm-hmm. I I suggest checking out the the animated show. Again, really beautiful. They have some good knockoff Daft Punk score, and it actually it helps deepen the world because it's got Clue and Cora, or they're all in it. It takes place a little bit before the movie, and Elijah Wood stars. Always good to hear Ooh, Elijah's nice. voice. What are we doing next week? Next week is Never Let Me Go. Oh, guys, oh, get ready to cry, you guys. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Better John, have you I seen this I want to cry. I have not. Yeah, Never Let Me Go was directed by Mark Romanek, who just did that new Amazon show, the first episode, Into the Loop, which I've been really wanting to watch. It was an adaptation of, I probably shouldn't try to write, his, uh, Kazo Ishiguro's novel, written by Alex Garland, uh, who just finished Devs, Annihilation, Ex Machina. This is one of you're, his... You're uh, pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Deus. <laughs> but yeah, I I remember, I don't know, like this movie, we can talk about more next week, but uh, Lauren picked it for us, but I, I don't know, there's there's something about this movie that the, it, you'll never top the first viewing of the movie. I think it's one of those movies. Not that I think it's bad or that my appreciation hasn't gone, has gone down on the movie. But I'll never have the same feeling I had walking out of this, you know, after the first time I saw it. Yeah. And then I distinctly, I had seen the movie and then I took, Amy did go see this movie and she walked out of the movie in tears and was like, why would you make me watch this movie? (laughs) Oh, good. So I'm just going to be mad at you guys in the next podcast. You're like, well, you thought it was good. She's like, yeah, it's really good, but I don't want to cry right now. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) We'll see if you guys have emotional reactions to it. Yeah, until mm-hmm. next week, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. Uh, you can rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. 
Apparently it helps things, so do that. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear, and you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Road. I'm Jonathan Rahul. Follow me on Twitter at Another Rahul J. Be sure to follow all of us on Twitter at Middle of Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and you can find us on Tumblr at MiddleofRow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Never Let Me Go. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the road. Hey, that rhymed! <laughs> <laughs>